Welcome to another Last Hour Bereans, Last Days Update, where we discuss Bible prophecy, expose the wolves and false teachings that have crept into the church, declaring the soon return of the Lord, first for his church in the air, and then with his church at the end of the tribulation. Look up for our redemption draws nigh. Welcome, everyone, to another LHB Last Days update. Uh, and we have Brother Lewis uh, joining us again uh, for Revelation chapter 13 on our series, The Journey Through the Apocalypse, where we go through the book of Revelation and discuss Bible prophecy. Lewis, why don't you say hi to the viewers? I'd like to welcome everyone back and uh, thank the Lord for giving us uh, another opportunity to uh, talk about his word. Uh, it's not just reading it or going to a service and listening to someone else. It's actually discussing it uh, between brothers. Um, and th that's how we learn uh, a lot of things uh, through it. So everyone, welcome back. Yeah, you know, uh, and Brother Lewis and I, we talk off uh, camera a lot. You know, every every uh, week we're sitting there discussing the Bible and fellowshipping. And, and yeah, most of the things we talk about, we talk about here as well, because the Lord reveals so much in his word to us uh, through our conversations. It's amazing. And we share that. And it's like, like you said, two guys that are uh, saved through grace, saved by faith alone in Christ, that just love God and love his word and we and we just fellowship and and that's what we do. <laughs> so praise God for that. Um also we're overcomers, just like the shirt says, yeah. brother. Overcomers through the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. <laughs> hey, uh, amen, brother. All right. Um Revelation chapter thirteen. Uh you know, we're gonna do like we always do. You go ahead and you read the chapter and then we'll go back and break down some verses, my friend. Go for it. Amen, amen. Uh, chapter 13, and it says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast right out, rise out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him power, and his, <clears throat> and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of the heads as if it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, and who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth into blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given to him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell on the earth shall worship him, whose name are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity, he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. He is the patience and the faith. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them to dwell in there to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. 
and he does great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had been wounded by a sword and did live. And he had power to give unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that many would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he caused all, both great and small, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark in their right hand and in their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had that mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. Amen, brother. And, you know, a lot of Hollywood movies have been made uh, from this chapter. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, uh, the rise of the Antichrist, and they always get it wrong. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it shows that the world, even though they won't admit it, believe that there's a God in heaven because they keep going to the Bible uh, to yes. try to get those uh, stories out of there and yes. uh, make it into a Hollywood production. But what's interesting here, we'll go to verse one. It says here, and I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea. Now, this, this beast, uh, we believe this is the Antichrist. Um, and the sea is talking about, it's talking about the sea of humanity. He's coming yeah. out of the political realm, the political world. And uh, he's called the beast. And it says he has seven heads and ten horns. Okay. Now, this doesn't mean he has seven literal heads and ten literal horns. This means his kingdom that comes up with him, which is the Roman Empire, I believe, has seven kings that's going to rule over ten nations. And um, I believe that's what that is. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I agree with you 100%. And, and uh, Israel was never a... Uh, a maritime nation. I mean, they didn't have an army. In fact, I, I looked it up because I you hear so many things. Uh, let me read it. it. Says Isaiah 57, 20 says, But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose water casts up mire and dirt. So when John is uh, saying that, you know, what he sees coming out of the sea, they understand that there's things that are, you know, evil things come out of the sea. Uh, and, and yes, it's talking about one person, um, uh, I mean, it's talking about seven, seven people in control of ten nations. Uh, and, and that would, uh, you know, just, just talks about the, um, what was coming in the future, what the uh, European nation, and that's, that's why I kept stammering because it, it wouldn't come to my mind. The uh, European nation uh, started to do and will continue to do is ten countries control everything. That's right. Ten nations. It's going to be, I think the world's going to be divided up like zones, like 10 yeah. zones in the whole world, you know, like uh, one zone over here that will encapsulate the United States, South America, all of that. And then you have another zone that takes another bunch of nations together. And I think that because I know that three leaders of three different nations, we don't know which nations these are, will actually rebel against the Antichrist. Yeah. That's why there's seven rulers over 10 nations instead of 10 rulers over 10 yeah. nations because three of them uh, won't go along with the Antichrist plan. Uh, you know, because, you know, Satan has the same problem that God has, uh, the rebellious human heart. 
<laughs> we're, we're a stubborn lot, and sometimes even Satan struggles with our free will, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we, we get to that part later on when the, the three uh, rebel against him, and uh, he gets them killed, but, you know, um, because, you know, <laughs> yeah, when, you disobey, when, when you disobey Satan, you know, you can't expect... Uh, but then again, when you disobey God, you cannot expect. Well, at least I tell you what, at least God is merciful. <laughs> at least God gives you gives you an opportunity. You know, yeah. those who are following Satan have no such luxury whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, Satan has a uh, a, a plan that works one hundred percent of the time, and that's if you have a problem with him, he will kill you. So. Yeah. Problem solves. No voting, no raising of the hand with an idea, none of that. Yeah. It's either you go along or you die. So that's yeah. Satan's plan, and I hope people will understand that um, Satan doesn't love you. He hates you. He wants you dead. He hates humanity. He even hates those who worship him. He has yeah. no love for the human race because the human race is made in the image of his worst enemy, God himself. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're go verse two. We'll go to verse two. Yeah. It says here, and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Now, this is interesting using these different animals because Daniel uses these different animals as well. Uh, to to predict the the last kingdom on earth, which is a conglomeration of different kingdoms coming together, and this is this this is what this is talking about. But it's interesting. It says the dragon, who we read last week, is Satan himself. Dragon Satan gave this beast, the Antichrist, his power. So we know now this power is not coming from God. God is allowing these events to take place, but the power is coming from Satan to empower this man. To rule the world, right? Right, and yes, uh, this is uh, coming from uh, Daniel chapter seven. The leopard uh, being the uh, Babylonian Empire. Um, I, I I can't remember the lion being the Babylonian Empire. I think the, the leopard bear, was uh, Alexander the Great or something. Yeah, yeah the bear is the Medo Persians, which were really cruel, and and the leopard was uh, was Alexander the Great. Uh, so. Uh, one of the things is that Alexander the Great, when he conquered Israel, um, they told him about this prophecy, and and he liked uh, the prophecy so much that he actually allowed the Jews to continue practicing their religion. You know, he um, yeah, he stopped at Jerusalem. He stopped. Yeah, yeah and yeah. It, what's amazing is he thought it was by his power that he was stopping. He didn't realize that these people have a protector. Uh, yeah. That works for the Lord. His name is the Archangel Michael, the prince that stands for Daniel's people. Mm-hmm. And that's why he stopped. He thought it was because of his own power. <laughs> yeah, he, he was doing God's, uh, God's will. Uh, he didn't know it at the time. Uh, but uh, he, he knows it now. He uh, knows it now. Unfortunately, he knows it now, yeah. yeah. But he does mention, because he's talking about... Um, uh, the, 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 the world that uh, power that's coming in is going to represent every one of those empires in, uh, you know, in its cruelty and swiftness and, and you know, um, like the lion, you know, rolling like the lion. So uh, Daniel chapter 7 ties in with this. Oh, I can't wait when we start our series after this one. 
on the book of Daniel. That's going to be great to go through the uh, Nebuchadnezzar statue, statue yeah. of kingdoms. Uh, I tell you what, uh, you know, uh, atheists hate the book of Daniel for that one prophecy because they say this had to be written after the fact because there's no way because if it was written before the fact, that means there is a God in heaven and that means we're in trouble. <laughs> so they want Daniel to be wrong, you know. <laughs> but what, what, what I mentioned about uh, Alexander the Great and Israel is not written in the Bible. It's actually written by in history. Secular, yeah, history. Yes. Yes. So, so it had nothing to do with the Bible, so they can't. Right. The Bible. So they they can't say the Bible made that up, or the people yeah. writing the Bible made that up. This was a fact in history. Though it Correct. just confirms the prophecies of the Bible. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and they hate that too. They hate history that confirms the Bible, bro. All right. So verse three says, "And I saw one of his heads." Again, these heads are nations. His 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 right. his uh, one of the nations he will rule. As it were, wounded unto death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast. Now, here's a problem. Uh, people take this passage, and they say that this is when the Antichrist is killed and then resurrected. I disagree with that, because yeah. Satan does not have the power to give life. He does not have the power to create life. Only God does. So this cannot talk about some demonic resurrection. If, the, if right. Satan had the power to raise life again, Hitler would have been back. Attila yeah. the Hun would have been back. Genghis Khan would have been back. So he doesn't have that power. So this is talking about one of those deadly, one of the wounds on the heads yeah. where, where the deadly wound was, was healed. Okay, his wound was healed. So what does this mean? Well, around uh, 1948, when Israel became a nation again, notice that Europe came back. The Roman Empire uh, was healed, even though it was wounded as to death. See, this is more of a healing than a resurrection. Not, it's not a resurrection. Okay? And so what happens here? One of the heads that were wounded, which we believe is the Roman Empire reformed, the European Union, or the Europe. I don't know if it's the European Union yet, but Europe. And... It came back to power, and it will continue to grow in power, and I believe it will come to prominence after the rapture of the church. And then we'll see that from Europe or modern-day Rome, the Antichrist will rule from this area, covering the entire globe. What do you think? Uh, no, I agree with you. And later on, uh, as we read, um, I think there's a point there that it is Rome, and uh, we'll see why. Uh, in one of his visions, uh, we'll, we'll go through it and we'll explain it. Uh, in, in this room, it, it's healed. Um, it, it's funny because the it, uh, Roman Empire lasted, I think, until 1666. Uh, you take away the one and you have 666. Six, six, six. That's, that's a mighty big coincidence there, buddy. But, but they, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. i tell you what. That is interesting. But i tell you what. They uh, were defeated from within. Yes. No outside army defeated them. They were just so morally depraved that they devoured themselves, right? Correct. And if you read back, um, almost every empire, you know, that ruled um, immorality from within uh, destroyed them. Amen. And, well, this should be a lesson for the United States. Again, Psalm 917 says, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. So... Just a word of advice, those in government in the United States, pay attention. Uh, God uh, doesn't play favorites. I'm just letting you know. All right. 
So verse 4 goes on to say that they, the people of the world, worshipped the dragon. This is interesting. They are doing open Satanism, open devil worship. It says they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast or the Antichrist. And they worship the beast. So it's a mockery of the father and the son. It's a mockery. These people are worshiping their father, the devil, and his earthly son, the Antichrist, instead of worshiping the true father of heaven and his son, Jesus Christ. And they're saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Well, you know, I don't want to ruin the story, but there is one being that uh, dares to make war with him and actually doesn't have to lift a finger to fight. But I I digress. I'll let that happen at the end of the book. But the world is so deceived into thinking this guy is like a superhero and he's, you know, undefeatable uh, that they're just they're just in awe of the power that he he shows. Right. Correct. And so when it says that they worship the dragon. Now, I, I like to think that at least 90 percent of the people on earth that worship Satan don't think they're worshiping Satan. You know, here they say they open they openly worship Satan. Okay, but today people say, well, you know, I don't worship Satan. I, you know, I, I'm a member. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I practice uh, Wicca. You know, uh, <laughs> so so they don't actually say that they worship Satan openly, but they do. But now um, it's open. It's open it's in open. the worship of open the rebellion. Uh, Satan. Yeah. yeah, because uh, it's just it's amazing. Everything it's like the cover will be removed and everything will be black and white for everybody to see. Yes. And they're going to know that, yes, this is the devil. Yes, this is Lucifer. Yes, he's the one that's showing all this power. He must be the, the true God. Yeah. Well, uh, like, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Goldman Powell used to say, surprise, surprise, surprise. There's going to be a big surprise happening at the uh, end of uh, the, the, the tribulation period. And, by the way, I'm so uh, sad that that guy, Goldman Powell, what's his name? The guy, uh, Jim Neighbors? Jim Neighbors. Yeah, he he was open homosexual and uh, he oh, he did not repent. Yeah, man, that's that's a sad shame, but that's on another that's on another note. But yeah, uh, yeah man, um, yeah. So the, the world's gonna worship the dragon, worship the antichrist, and they're gonna be like, yeah, who's gonna be able to mess with this guy? And again, mm-hmm. <laughs> just wait, hold on to your boots because there is someone that's coming along that will more than be, be up for the task. Okay. Now here it says here in verse seven. Okay. Now, after at verse six, it says that you know he opened up his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme His name and His tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven, which would be all of us. And then it says here in in, in verse seven, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Now, this was God allowing him to do this. This is this part right here is not Satan just overcoming saints because he doesn't have the power to overcome that unless God gives him the green light to do so for his purposes. Now, he's going to be given power to overcome them, okay? All kindreds and all t- and tongues and nations, saints from around the world. Now, here's the thing. People are like, well, this can't be the church either because, you know, they're, they're here. Well, okay, let, let's put it this way. When these individuals got saved, they got saved after the rapture. That is the only reason they're still left on earth. It, you know, if they were saved before, they would have went with everybody else. But they, they waited, and they got saved too late. Now, um, when they die, because this is going to be the uh, the Antichrist time to rule, and God 
always keeps his word. And this is why he's uh, the Antichrist is going to have power over the saints because it's prophesied. This, this, this Satan has to have his day to rule in full power to show everyone that sin always ends up in failure. It has to run its course, right? So now right. these individuals, these saints, they get murdered by the Antichrist because God allows it. Mm-hmm. But when they die, where do you think their spirits go? Where, yeah. where do you think where do you think they're included in? They're included in the body of Christ. So just yeah. because these saints got saved after the rapture doesn't make them some separate entity from the church. <laughs> okay? It doesn't make sense. I know people like to divide it that way, but as I always say, there's no human being in heaven that is outside of the body of Christ. It's impossible. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That That's no one. That means Old Testament saints, New Testament saints, trip saints, none of them get to go to heaven and meet the Father except through him. Right, brother? Correct, correct. And, and it, going back to Satan, it says, uh, when he's blaspheming his name, tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And yes, you, you're right. It, t- it talks about us. And the reason he's doing this is because he can't touch us. For those that are alive today and have not made the decision, realize that if you go through this, it will be hard times, but if you accept Jesus, Satan can touch you. And people have a problem when it says, and then to overcome them. Now, it's to make their life miserable and to physically kill them. It doesn't mean they touch their salvation. That's right. overcome them while they're here on earth. That's Um, right. Because remember, it also says that these sa- these very same saints overcame Satan by the word of their testimony and the blood yes. of the Lamb. That's salvation. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So, um, you know, like you said, they die, but they go before the Lord, and they're in heaven. It's, which Amen. Is what they they decided when they accepted Jesus as the uh, uh, as the Lord and Savior. You Amen, made an enemy brother. out of Satan, but you you were made a friend to Jesus. Amen. And I'd rather have Satan as my enemy than have God as my enemy any day. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's amazing because, again, going back to the, the worship. Well, verse 8, this is where we get the idea of a one world religion. Mm-hmm. Okay. This very small line gives you a hint. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. That's a one world religion right there. Yes. But it, but but it, but it it, it gets better cuz people say well if all people are worshiping Satan at this time then there can't be any Christians or saints here. Wrong again. It says all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Obviously this it does not include those who are saved and written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So it's only those who are lost around the world that will sit here and worship uh, Satan as God, right? Correct. And it's like saying those that dwell upon the earth except, you know, um, it doesn't use the word except, but it's there. Okay? Yeah, it's there. It's there, it's right. There. Except for those that are Christians at the time of the tribulations. That's right. That's right. And here we go. Verse 11 is this this introduces another character. See, a lot of people when they think about the antichrist, they say that the antichrist is going to be a pope or a religious leader. I say no, there's going to be two individuals. Yes. The, the the antichrist is going to be a political leader, a one a one world political, one world government. That's where we get the one world government. But his sidekick 
is going to be the second beast that comes out of the earth or the religious world. And let's read this again. And verse 11 says, and I beheld another beast. So now this is separate from the first one that came out of the sea. Yeah. Coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb and spake as a dragon. Now let's stop right there for a second. Because people, you a lot. <laughs> oh man, let me tell you something. People, they're like, oh, how do you know it's going to be a pope? Uh, the false prophet's going to be a pope or some kind of Catholic uh, you know, identity. All right, okay. Let's look at verse 11 again. It says that this beast that comes out of the earth had two horns like a lamb, a male lamb. They, usually they have little, two small horns there to identify them. And he spoke like a dragon. Now look at the two terms, lamb and dragon. Yeah. The lamb identifies him with the lamb of God, Jesus Christ. But he speaks like the devil who is the dragon. So wait a minute. This individual is going to look like a Christian but speak like the devil? Wait a minute. What entity on planet Earth could this resemble? Let's see. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the one in Rome, in the, in the Vatican, who, who is the largest so-called Christian organization yeah. in the world, okay, but definitely speak like the devil on a daily basis, don't they, brother? Uh, yes, it, it, it speaks like a lamb, it speaks of love, and it speaks of peace, um, but <clears throat> he spoke like a dragon because he's actually speaking blasphemy. Uh, he, it, it's what he practices. Um, and, and most people don't realize that just, it's not the Antichrist, but it's someone that sounds like Christ, will kind of act like Christ-like, but it's really not because he speaks like a dragon, means that he is doing Satan's bidding. That's right. And just to further elaborate uh, of why we think this is going to be a, a Catholic entity, the false prophet, well, in Islam, they're not trying to be Christian. <laughs> the, the Hindus are not trying to be Christian. The New Ages are not trying to be Christian. This is only one entity on planet Earth that claims to be Christian, but yet speaks and teaches another way. So this 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 verse in uh, verse eleven is very telling on who these individuals are. Right? Correct. Yes. It, it's uh, you. You can't. Um, you you can sit there and, and tell yourself that it's not, but. Um, and the reason you're trying to convince yourself that it's not is because you know that it is the Pope that this one verse uh, is talking about. That's right. And we got to be clear. We're not saying it's the Pope here. We're, none of us are going to know who it is because we're going to the Christians are going to be gone. But this is going to happen after the rapture during the tribulation. So yeah. it's going to be a Pope. We don't know. We're not saying it's the one that's existing now. You know, a lot of people want to say, oh, it's the Pope now. No, we don't know that. Uh, we, this this individual will be revealed at the same time as the Antichrist will be revealed, and they will be partners in crime. Now, it says here in verse 12, this prophet, false prophet, exercises all the power of the first beast. So they're going to be equal in power. The dragon, Satan's going to give them both equal power, okay? And causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. So this entity, this second beast, will cause, physically cause, people to worship Rome and the leader of Rome at that time, the Antichrist, right? Correct. And, and, and this is very uh, self-explanatory, the fact that this has to be a religious leader that people are following, and it says it causes them that dwell therein to worship them. So it is a religious institute uh, that this person represents. 
Amen. So you, in the two beasts, you have a one world government through the Antichrist and the, and the one world religion through the false prophet. And there you go. And by the way, with this second individual coming on the scene, it's something interesting that you see here. You see a, 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 a what do you call it? A carbon copy, an evil copy of the Trinity. You have Satan who imitates the father. The Antichrist who imitates the Son and the uh, false prophet who imitates the Holy Spirit. And the reason is because verse 13, he says, it says that he does great wonders so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. This individual is going to have miracle working power like the Holy Spirit does in, through believers. Right, brother? Yes. And it is a religious leader. Who's going to, and people are going to say, well, fire come from, coming from heaven, it's got to be God, okay? And this man must be a man of God. Uh, it's, it's, it, and it, it is copying uh, the fire that came down from heaven back in, uh, in Ezekiel. Um, not Ezekiel. Um, You're talking about Elijah's time? Elijah's time, yeah. you know. So, so they are going to say, well, you know, fire from heaven only comes from God. And, and he'll be able to... Uh, seduce people into believing that he is a man of God. And you know, what's, what's, what's interesting is, even in the book of Job, if you go back to the book of Job, Satan calls lightning to yeah. come down, fire. The, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times fire and lightning were intertwined in their meaning. And lightning came down and destroyed the livestock and everything uh, of Job's uh, possessions. And so, yeah, he does have power over the weather to some extent, mm -hmm. as God allows, right? Yes, and that, that's what he uses to uh, make people believe that he is a man of God. Right. All right, and now we got verse 14. Okay, because of those miracles, here we go. And he and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and did live. Now, this is interesting. Because of the miracles the uh, false prophet does, it's going to cause, like you said, people to say, oh, he must be God or from God. And they're going to worship him even further and worship the beast even further. And then it says here that an image will be made uh, to the beast and the, the, that, that in, in institutes the wound by the sword and did live. So basically, I believe this image is going to be of the Antichrist and his kingdom in some kind of way. And I believe the image is going to be like a hologram set up in the temple that Antichrist actually uh, helped the Jews rebuild during this time. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, and when it says here that, um, okay, that they should worship the image of the beast, uh, it, it, it is something that everyone can see, like you said. It, it's not something that only the pe the people that are there physically um, see. It, it, it's something everyone uh, uh, can see. And when he deceives them with uh, miracles and power, a lot of people in church today, a lot of Christians in church today, go to church so they can see signs and wonders. And the word is telling us you need to be careful of those who perform signs and wonders and if they really do come from God. 
Amen, brother. Amen. And, you know, verse 15 goes on to say, you know, that he had power, that the false prophet had power to give life unto the image of the beast, and the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So these people are not going to have a choice in order to work. They're going to have to worship this image or die. Uh, and, you know, and here's the thing. John is seeing this, what, a little under 2,000 years ago, he's seeing this. Yeah. And it, it, to him, it's an image. It's an image yeah. that is speaking. We see images every day on TV. We That's see true. images in holograms. I mean, I did a video yeah. years ago on the, you know, the, the, the Turkish prime minister as he uh, did a hologram in the sky addressing his people. And that was a, that was a tremendous feat. And now we see yeah. Disney World. They do that all the time with their holograms and images and things of this nature. So this is what I believe is going to be happening uh, in uh, uh, the, the, the temple where he sets this image up so the Jews will go in and people will go in and worship. Uh, it, uh, it, it'll be something that is uh, you know, technically advanced world whenever this happens. Uh, and, and we're there actually right now. So it, it can be done at any time. Christ can come in any time. And, and when, when you read... You know, being killed, it says the uh, those who would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Um, whenever Castro, and this happens with uh, a lot of uh, uh, dictators, whenever Castro would speak, the, the crowd, people in the crowd, that most of them were not there voluntarily, they all had to applaud, and they all had to, you know, go along with what, what he's saying, because people that didn't at times were taken prisoners and killed. So this is not a surprise that Satan is doing this. This has been done throughout history. And Hitler did the same thing. He used yes. the same tactic. A lot of these dictators, they, they, they use the same playbook. Yes. Now, verses 16 to 18, and we'll, this, will end, this will end this, series, this uh, part of the series. And he causeth all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond. Now, free and bond, those in jail and those that are outside of jail, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, and it says, you know, let, here is wisdom. Let him that understandeth count the number of the beast as the number of a man. And his number is 600, three score and six, the famous 666. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people think that this is just going to be a tattoo of some sort. Now, I, I think, it, it, yes, it's going to be a tattoo, a visible mark. But it has to be more than that because it has to be tied to a database of some kind where a person can buy or sell. A tattoo, you can't just have a tattoo and buy or sell. Right. Now, an uh, uh, implant, a chip underneath the skin. Remember, it's going to be in the forehead or the right hand. And it's amazing how the Bible says right hand and not left hand because it's the right hand. When you're in, in court, you've got to raise your right hand. Okay? It, the right hand is very significant here. And it's going to be a device where you can sweep your hand over a scanner and you can purchase your food. A tattoo, I mean, you, you can't really track people with a tattoo. But you can track people with a chip that's uplinked to a satellite and GPS location and has all your banking information. That's how you could track people. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be a visible mark on top of the implant that identifies you when someone looks at your hand. But in order to buy or sell, you have to have something underneath that skin. And it says here that the mark will be in, not on the skin. That's a very important distinction. It's yeah. inside the skin, not on it. What are your thoughts? 
Um, well, you know that nowadays I don't have it. A lot of people have it. They'll go to the store and they're going to buy something and they'll use the phone to scan the machine instead of putting the credit card physically. Yeah. It is the phone. Um, you, you know, when Star Trek started, they used to have a flip phone and talk to it. That's right. Um, the movie is different. They had a little thing in the arms where they would press it and they would talk. Ah. They didn't have need. You did no longer need to carry a cell phone. It's here. You can talk all your information, your birthday, your driver's license, all your banking. Now, remember, it will be one more bank. You're not going to have different credit cards. Um, you're going to have one. It will be just one bank. And, and all you have to do is scan it. Amen, brother. Well, listen, we're time again. I can't believe the time flew, but that's how it is. We've been burning through this book fast. Mm-hmm. Um, brother Lewis, before we go, as we always do, we want to extend the gospel invitation. If there's people watching right now that are now curious, they're, they're wondering, like, what if this stuff is real? What, 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 what if there is a God and there is a devil fighting for my soul? What do I do? Uh, how do I get saved? What would you tell these individuals, brother? Well, as we uh, read the, uh, this book um, and, and, and you're seeing uh, what's written and what's happening in the world today, you have to tie it all in. And then if this is true, then there has to be a one all-powerful, all-knowing God. And that means that Jesus is there because he is the all-knowing, all-powerful God. And you are going to need him, okay, because your sins cannot be covered by anything that you do or we, we do. It has to be covered by a God, which is Jesus. So you see what's happening in the world. You see what is written, what was written almost 2,000 years ago. You need to start thinking of where do you want to spend eternity, and you need to seek out God. And if you do it, and if your heart is true, he will come to you, and you will be saved. Amen, my brother. Amen. Be an overcomer, guys, yes. <laughs> through the, the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. Okay, my friends, uh, join us next week for Chapter 14 of our series, A Journey to the Apocalypse. Um, we, we thank Brother Lewis, as always, again, for being with us. And until next time, look up. Our redemption draws near. Maranatha.